All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Oilers Nation Radio, fresh episode for you on a Friday afternoon. The Oilers are on a winning streak. The gang's all here except Tyler. He's driving down to Calgary for tomorrow's Battle of Alberta and also an Arkells concert that we bullied him into going to. But we have got Oilers to talk about. And as we do every week for our friends at Oodle Noodle and DoorDash, we've got a delicious debate from my friend Nation Dan. Well, yes, Bag Milk, Tyler isn't here. So I was uh, asked to come up on the fly with one. And yesterday, I don't know if you guys were on the internet. It was the big no. talk around the internet. Uh, the temporary locker rooms of the Phoenix, sorry, Arizona Coyotes uh, came out. And and of course, the internet being as undefeated as it is, has been very nice to them and pleasant about them. My delicious <laughs> debate question for you guys today is, if you had to spend an entire season using one locker room, which would you rather use? The Arizona Coyotes new temporary locker room or the Calgary Flames current home locker room. I'll jump in. I'm going to take the Flames dressing room because at least it is an actual room. Fair enough. I mean, those temporary structures that the Coyotes have, you know, for the for the short term. Yep. They remind me of when I was in elementary and you had to go get checked for lice. And there was always nurses behind curtains that were temp put up in the gym to make sure you didn't know which other kid had lice. That's what it reminds me of. So they're embarrassing. This is a professional. This is the highest tiered hockey league on earth. And they're playing in what looks like a makeshift COVID vaccination center. Fair enough. That's a great way of putting it, honestly. 
That's, that's the way I that's thought. exactly what it looks like. Exactly. Yeah. I've got excellent ideas. Boss. But people are getting like, people are defending it. I sort of kind of get it. It's four games, blah, blah, blah. But no one sits here, believes that in three years, they're going to be in a new arena, right? I don't buy it at all. Like this mean? is, there's no, ch- we've gone through this. We've done it in Edmonton. You're watching it in Calgary. The, the, the building of a building is never a straight line. No, it's like, okay, and there's zero, maybe a little more than 0% chance that in three years they're playing in a new fucking arena. There's no chance. Well, I think it's not happening. Like, they haven't done it yet. The thing is, you look at the commitment from Gary Bettman and the NHL to this just awful organization for so long. It's ridiculous. I like I get growing the game like I totally do. I'm a huge fan of it. We've seen it happening already, you know, in the last 20, 30 years in, in the States. Right. But like, come on, let's be real here. Like this team has been a tire fire for a long time and, and they need to move them out of there. They need to move them out of Arizona. This- that being said... Give me their locker room. Yeah. I think they're fine in Arizona, but this like everybody there needs to like just fully give in and, and like commit. If they because were in, they're not. Well, build them a to, fucking real a arena in a real spot where it's close, where everybody can hit it, where it's close to the air. Like just that's what you're supposed to build. Don't build them like three hours away. Like it's just it's stupidity. I went to a game in Glendale. Um, that whole area is amazing. There's restaurants, there's bars, there's the arena there, there's Cardinal Stadium is right across the parking lot. I get the reason why that spot was supposed to be the home for two pro teams. The difference is Arizona only plays eight times a year out there. The Coyotes are supposed to play 41 times and it is at least an hour out of Phoenix. And how long have how long have the Coyotes been in Arizona? Oh, I don't even know. The funny thing about it too like is ninety six ish. The this Coyotes should have been done by now. Well, they should be done right now. And the funny thing to me is that like with the Atlanta Thrashers, they're like, this isn't working, and they're just like, like okay, back to Winnipeg. Yeah, <laughs> just never, but with Coyotes, it is just, I don't, I don't know, I don't get it. I hope they send them to Houston. I no, just, you can't because you need why? those because they need the uh, the fees that a new team starting. <laughs> Oh, okay. In our daily face-off Slack channel, me and Coomzy were talking yesterday about moving the Arizona Coyotes to Toronto and calling them Leafs 2. They could probably do it. And they'd they'd immediately come in and be better than the actual Toronto Maple Leafs. Or just like like Quebec has a brand It's got like Quebec. Could you imagine like that? I think I mean, Hamilton would be a good spot. I mean, Quebec City obviously is the spot. The, the Leafs would never allow another team in. in no, I don't Ontario. think they would. Well, I, I remember back when, before Vegas was a team, there was a suggestion they put a team in Markham. Yeah, I just don't like think that. that the Leafs would allow it. No. That just kind of encroaches on their territory, even though Ontario could fully support a third team. What was Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan's a province. Yeah, well, you put a team in there. Like, could, you, you could I, call them the Rough Riders. I, I, I don't know. I think that's, you're getting tougher there. You call yeah. them the Rough Riders and you look, just follow them around if everywhere? If you look at like the Rough Riders per se, <laughs> they play once a week and people come from all over Saskatchewan to go, right? Yeah. Um, when you've got the Saskatchewan playing on a Wednesday <laughs> or a Tuesday in January when Whoa. it's freezing. Rick, I got to say that name is not getting anybody in the stands. Well, come on. I still Saskatchewan. Can we just give him a chance? <laughs> I'm still I'm not with that name. My ideas before we put <laughs> it on a jersey. Not a very passionate hockey. At least see it on there. a jersey first. I'm still upset that when the rush, the lacrosse team moved from Edmonton to Saskatchewan, that they didn't call them the Rush Riders. Uh, I oh just, my it was God. right there. That'd be right so there. good. 
So, so we we've got a couple of answers here. We've got a yeah, flames going locker in the room because it's an actual room. And Zach, you went with the Coyotes, the so just for the experience. I yeah. just think it would be cool. And you know what? The it is like playing it, collapse any day, guys. It's like playing in a Christmas tournament in Arizona where you're like a little kid and there's a bunch of teams rolling through the arena and they had to get you somewhere. It's like where you stand before you go, before you graduate. Yeah. I'll, I'll take hat on. And I was going to say was I'll take Arizona because I don't want to be in Calgary's dressing room with having Jonathan Huberto's portrait staring at me while I sleep. There you go. They have portraits of the players in the dressing room. That is it's weird. It's very weird. I don't know. I don't like that. I hate everything Calgary except for the Oodle Noodles opening up soon. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going with Arizona and Singapore Sam's at 2 a.m. That's true. That's they have true. A nice That's river. True. But is the Oodle Noodle in Calgary City limits? It is. Yes, oh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be like that, right yeah, downtown. Yeah, right on yeah that one is gonna open up in November. Ooh. Dan, which dressing room are you taking? I was gonna go with the Coyotes room just because I think it would be funny to tear that thing down. Like, you know, you have a bad game, you're frustrated. Just take some of those foldable chairs and start tossing them and see what else comes down around you. Because I, I think also, it would be really funny to see the people next to you as well. I could also see in the post game like someone just like a mom or someone from one of the players just pokes their head around the curtain like. Baby, do you need a Gatorade? Or you know? somebody's been picking on somebody and the mom shows up. Get over here, Evander. I got a word to say to you. Get a little table in the middle with some orange slices and juice boxes. There you oh, go. Maybe a nice loony stick. There you go. Hey, It's more spacious than the Flames room. It That's is. the first Surprise thing I noticed right me. away. Yeah, which is something to say. We are recording this podcast in the McDavid studio. <laughs> Yeah, this is new. You didn't bring it up to anybody. We're going to see videos and clips and we're like, where got, are these guys now? We're in the new place. Different vibe. Yeah, it's great. Little bit, uh, a little bit of a change in the background. We could not figure out how the TV works. So Dan came up with the idea and I agree with it. I've been watching it the entire time of having the DVD video thing. And if I start screaming mid podcast, you know, it hit dead corner. Oh. And well, and if you're watching our clips and you see it hit the corner at us with the timestamp and you'll yeah, win a prize. Oh, so close. No faith in that one. All right. And for our friends at Oodle Noodle and DoorDash, the delicious debate, I'd love to know which dressing room you would like to be in. If you had to choose the Flam's tiny little peanut dressing room that looks like it's from an arena in River Cabar or the Arizona Coyotes, which is basically just curtains. It's an arena floor. It's like you said it well, the the old curtains that they used to pull across the gymnasium to separate that thing into four different gymnasiums. That's what they've got now for a locker room. Only for four games. But see, Rick, that's that I take umbrage with that because it's only for four games because the entire schedule got remodeled for the Arizona Coyotes benefit. They like, don't play at home for two months. How amazing would it be? But it happens to a lot of teams. We how amazing would it be to go to a game Park. there though? Going to a game in that arena, 5,000 people, you're right on top of it. They did roll out the mullets tonight. Yeah, I was just going to say, Greg Wyshynski tweeted out a photo that they've got like headbands that say go coyotes on the front and it's got like blonde mullets on the back. It it is mullet arena. Whatever, same thing. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. I, I'd love to go to a game there. You don't get to experience an NHL game in an arena that small ever. I just think it'd be cool. We should start pronouncing it French. It's Moulet. Yeah, Moulet Arena. Moulet Arena. Well, because mm-hmm. it's going to go to Quebec City at some point. Of course. The franchise is going there. Mm-hmm. Might as well get started on it. Yeah. Les Coyotes. <laughs> That's what they're going to be they called. should put a team in PEI. They do have one. It's QMJHL. Yeah, just put an NHL team. Just give the whole island a team. 
No, it's the same thing with Saskatchewan, though. It's just like, it's it. too, the population's too spread out there. And, and if you put one in Saskatchewan, right? you'd kill three junior teams. Yeah, true. Like, like, that's the thing. Like Saskatchewan's a huge hockey province, but they're a huge <laughs> junior hockey province. That's they, all they love have. their dub. They love their AAA, their AA. Like, that's exactly it. That's all and they have, right? The other problem with PEI Newfoundland is the accessibility for the, all the other teams. Mm. And you, also if that you've got a storm rolling in, that team ain't getting in. Oh, okay. Also that it's 10% of the population of Edmonton. That is For an entire island. That is a problem. Uh, getting back to the Oilers, I want to talk about last night's insanity in Chicago. I think for me, for my money, that is one of the weirdest hockey games, not just an Oilers game, but just a hockey game in general that I've watched in quite some time. There was 17 total penalties. There were some coincidentals in there as well. Rick, would you make a last night's weird one? That's just what it was. It was weird. The one thing I got most upset about was the non-goal goal. We'll get there. Okay, like that, that to me was the biggest, agree, most egregious play by the officials. The other ones, like I I get it. It was frustrating. Mm-hmm. I was frustrated watching it. But if you went back and replayed the majority of them, you can't really argue too many of the penalties. Do no. I think they called it on like a international level, like the double, I, double IHF would? Yes. Um, but both teams are sloppy. Well, and that's where I give them credit, Rick, not to jump in on you too much, but I give the refs credit because they started calling the game one way and they didn't change that. They didn't withdraw from it. They kept calling it that way. And the players were just like half the time they skated to the bench. Like, yeah, I got a penalty. But they, yeah. Cause they made like, just, I mean, from the, the Bush holding yep. call was he's done that a couple of times. He, you can't put your hand in front of him. Yep. If you want to do that, you kind of have to chicken wing it. So he only, you're holding your elbow, but your hands on the inside and the, from the trips to like, it was just the cane four minute annoyed the piss out of me. Cause I don't think it was a four minute call. And they didn't well, call the they didn't call it as two singles. They announced it as Kane four minute cross checking. That's a four minute that's one four minute penalty. If it was two, they would have said he got two for cross checking and two for cross checking. There was also that annoyed me too because Kane took the first cross check. It didn't the refs didn't see it. Okay, fine. He returns around and didn't call it. Fair. Kane turns around, retaliates. He gets called for oddly two, but it wasn't like he was the only one in the mix there. The Blackhawks player was going right back at him too in that and moment. Right afterwards, there was a scrum between him and Jujar, and I love Jujar, but there was no roughing call there. Like, I mean, even if you give them both roughings after it, they just they picked out actual penalties, but after a game where there's 612 penalties, they still missed a bunch. Yep. Zach, what do you make of that? Yeah, it was just weird. It was just a weird game flow. Like 33 minutes of five-on-five time. Like, that was absurd. <laughs> like, that's absurd. That's way, way too little five-on-five. And you know what? It broke up the flow of the, the game, too. And I thought think that's one of the tougher things, too. Like, once they start calling those penalties and they don't stop that way, it becomes difficult on all the players to get their legs back underneath them to play it's, regular hockey. Well, right? they said so, in the second period, they said something like McDavid had only played 11 or 12 minutes or something like 12. that at that yeah, point. Yeah, coming out of, se- out of second was 12 minutes, something like that. So, like, Devin, Devin Shore played under three minutes last night. Dylan oh, Holloway oh, played oh, oh. eight minutes. He spent more time in the box. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. And his, like, hook right? call, I didn't like that one. I'm, I'm getting, like, if you're getting underneath to lift a guy's stick. Yeah, that was a crazy one. Come on. If you're lifting the guy's stick, are we not defending anything anymore? How about that windshield he was rocking last night? I know he got his bell rung and then maybe like... That's not what even what it's for. I think he just rocks that big thing. 
Because that thing is, that is the Danny Heatley 2009. Get a little tint on there and he's looking oh. like Alex Ovechkin on <laughs> Saturday. Was what do you think of last night's game against the Blackhawks? Um, aside from the officiating, it was just very back and forth. It felt like every time we'd score one, they'd score one. It was just the other way around. It was very weird. But I feel like the officiating really just kind of overshadowed, you know, Connor's hat trick, Leon's game winning goal on his birthday. It just felt like it was all about the officiating, which it shouldn't have been about. It should have been about the game. It was, I think it's more about the amount of penalties yeah, at the end of it. It was, just, it was weird. Like, I don't, I don't know what else. It feels like every time we play Chicago, something crazy happens. Let's talk about the Evander Kane non-goal call. Just give me a second here because I tried to piece it together in my head how they could even call it. I tried to step back and look at it as a hockey fan, not as an Oilers fan, and I'm still annoyed by it because Evander Kane gets thrown into the goaltender by Seth Jones. Mm-hmm. He admittedly, I'm going to say Evander Kane did not rush to get off St- Alex Stalock, but off him pretty quickly. he does get off him. He's not like trying to keep him down in oh. any way gets off, goes back out in front of the net, outside of the crease. Stalock then makes a save, lets the rebound go. Evander Kane picks it up, cashes it in the empty net. On the ice, the ref right beside the play calls it as a goal. Such a weak call, too. Like, that ref had no confidence in that call. Either one, stick your chest out and point that's a goal, or two, stick your chest out and wave your arms and say it's no goal. Make a decision. So to have them come back after their little conference and say, oh, call on the ice is no goal. Well, it wasn't call on the ice was no goal. Everybody no, had that screenshot of the ref going goal. But they have their little, they have their little committee, right? So we've Fine. seen oh, it a trillion times, but I want to know who or what did, was said. I know lights went on here. Nice. Who or what was said was my bun. to make the guy who is like four feet from the play, Change the entire mind. play say, no, you are incorrect on what you saw. I was in the fucking stands over here so far away. What I and how did he win that fucking conversation? And what is I want to know also, what is Evander Kane supposed to do in that situation? Seth Jones is a big dude. He threw him on his own goal. He pushed him there. It's blatant. So even What's if, he supposed even to if, do? Even if somehow that ref decides, you know what? I made the wrong call from three feet away. And these other guys who are standing way far away saw it better somehow. We'll go with their call no goal. How do you sit there, watch that video and go, nope, he went in there on his own. Like even in the, even in the write-up, it literally said, like it says nothing about the defenseman putting him in there. He says he put himself in that position. Yeah. So unless, unless, unless Seth, unless Jones is going as John Cena for Halloween, you had to have been able to see that guy. So uh, Dave Jackson, former, referee yes but he yes. works for espn now uh slid into my dms or not my dms sorry my mentions Ooh, and meant and wow. responded and said uh low guy pointed to the goal yep. that means that the puck crossed the line he never reported a goal to the timekeeper all four refs got together and discussed it final decision on the ice no goal kane was moved slightly lost his balance and fell on the goalie Make it, making a save doesn't matter it was desperation he never got a chance to fully reset which so there's two issues issues I have with that what? first the language that he used that Dave uses here to say Kane was moved slightly because that's a load of crap and then secondly making a save doesn't matter it was desperation like the player got back into position and was aware enough to try and make a play on the puck and then made that save the puck goes out to Kane and he shoots the puck in the net I wonder if he had his stick 
If that changes things. I Here's my theory. You want a tinfoil hat theory? Yes, please. If that's Nugent Hopkins, if oh, that's McDavid, if that's anybody other than Evander Kane, that's a goal. 100%. Well, and also if the goalie gets up off of his keister and doesn't continue to try and milk the play from the referee's perspective, looking directly at the referee, complaining well, about I it. I thought he got up pretty in. quickly. I thought so too. Like I thought he got up in time. Because he I knew think- damn well his defense and put him there. Yeah. And I can't sit here and sell this because I know I'm not going to sell anything here. I need to get up and try and back this guy up we just put the damn player on my lap so if it's goaltender interference that referee needs to wave it wave the goal uh, wave the goal off immediately someone has to please like if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to it being goalie interference call it goalie interference like it doesn't have to be this hard and i i i just have to make note of this too i think my favorite part of that entire sequence was kane scoring the goal the celebration booing him (laughs) kane skating by chicago's bench oh he gave it all to him just chirping every one of them like i loved that swagger i love having that on our team so good the oilers haven't had a guy well it's not just that he, he can back it, it up he though. He can back it up, it up with goals. He can back it up with his fists. He can back it up however you want. hundred percent. Because like we had Cassian for a long time and he would chirp. He would always run his mouth, but he was not out there backing it up with goals the Good way that Evander Kane can. And also if you want to throw down with Evander, he's going to fill your face. Nobody will oh, yeah. fight him. Like it, it's absolutely nobody's going to drop the mitts with him. They will skirmish with him. But as soon as it like you get that look in his eyes, they look for a guy wearing stripes and go behind him. Hundred percent. What do we think about it, uh, the referee being Chris Rooney, the same guy from twenty seven? I need, I need, <laughs> I, I need, I need real evidence that this was the same. Because someone posted it yesterday. Like I did my research and they showed up. Uh, I think it was the game sheet. It had one ref, two linesmen. And I was like, well, no, I'm pretty sure we we're playing two refs back then. So who the hell was the second ref? Did we just erase his name because you knew that damn well that thing was going to make its way to Edmonton? Could be. What would they tell tell Corey? Issue going forward. Rick, what would they tell Corey? (sighs) Buddy, I... (laughs) When I saw that tweet too, that it was the same ref from the, the Kessler... Pad grab. Pad grab. The first thing. Pad I molesting. I just looked at the game sheet from last night. It was Chris Rooney. Okay, but now you got to check the game sheet from the, that game. Though. It was the <laughs> Anaheim. Was it was the Anaheim. It was game seven. It was game seven. Yeah. It was, so yeah. someone showed up and it was one ref, two linesmen on that, on that game sheet from that night. So I don't know, but I, yes, Rooney was definitely last night. What? Yeah. So, Bag Milk, you tweeted it. I don't know. I've seen it a couple other places. I have a real issue with this because of one element and one element only. And that's the betting that has come into this league and the conversation that we've been having yeah. about real money being transacted on these things and the outcomes of that. Like, I know that I know that a savvy better, you know, would look at a referee making all the calls that they were making and they would maybe jump in because you're thinking more power play opportunities are coming. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's 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 a real tough thing for me to reconcile that element of it. Well, I don't even think I'm, those refs have like a reputation of calling a lot of calls. Like somebody would have said something yesterday. It was just they yeah. wanted a lot of attention. Yeah, no, no, they got there. I guess that's, that's problem, what I was kind of saying. Is like live wise, you would yeah. jump in, right? The real problem I had with like because I did I posted on Instagram like good thing I'm betting real money on this game. That goaltender interference non goal call has happened, what, five, six times already just in this NHL season, and there's no consistency on how the outcome is going to happen. I know every situation is different, and it, the NHL moves at lightning speed, but there's when that happens in any game, you have no idea how it's going to turn out because the refs are so inconsistent. 
And, and it's so crazy too, because I haven't been able to do the digging yet, but I feel like there was a recent situation where a goalie was told that he had time to reset huh. on a goal and then didn't, you know, didn't get reset and the puck still See, went in the, and it the counted. Thing is, this isn't just like an Oilers issue. It's, it's a no, league it's issue, right? Yeah. Like people are going to like listen to this. Oh, why are Oilers fans still complaining? You guys won the game, da, da, da. but it's, it's a league issue. It's going to affect other teams at some point. And it's still, it, it has been for the last couple of years now. I, it, it's a, it's a total farce for anybody to say we shouldn't talk about it because we won the game. That's, that's silly because, you know, just because you won in spite of the stupidity doesn't mean that stupidity isn't going to happen again yeah. and it's going to happen in a more. And when's it going to, yeah, exactly. When's it going to happen in a moment where it's a playoff game? Game seven, you know, what are we going to tell Corey? It's, it's super frustrating as a hockey fan. But. I feel like this is an issue though, across sports in general as well. Like officials. It isn't. It isn't. I feel like it's, I feel like it's hockey's issue because hockey still has that adversarial approach to review. And as soon as a review comes in, you're proving a referee wrong. No, they have to do it themselves. Well, they have to sit there and go, you know what? I made a mistake here. No, take this directly out of their hands. There are people sitting in Toronto or New York or some, you know, some studio is probably a little smaller than this because they're not quite as cool as we are, but they're sitting there. They're watching every damn game and this is what they're supposed to do. Is it not? Like, yeah, why do we sit there? Obviously, this ref has an issue with Kane. They've been going at each other all damn game. You cannot leave this in his hands. I yeah. actually agree with that. Like, if you're going to go to a challenge like that or even a goal review, it should go to Toronto. Like, why are you get? And they're on this little fucking, like, there's a TV on the floor here that's twice the size of the fucking iPad they're watching on. Yeah. Okay. I've done the research. Oh, dear. <laughs> that, okay. I can make sure that window's locked. I don't want to <laughs> jump. It was game six against Anaheim. What? And it was Chris Rooney. What? And it was Chris Rooney last night. I'm upset. Z5 confirmed. What? <laughs> That's. It's wow. just, it's good work on my uh, material, <laughs> you know, and, 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 that, and that's, to me, that's consistency. He's consistently, he's consistently bad. He's terrible. Right? He's consistently that's an agenda that's against the empty Oilers. I but think we should, I think majority of fans would like to see um, how the NHL handles these situations mm-hmm. in a negative such in a negative light, right? Like where is the, you're not getting a suspension or this side of the thing. I, I want to see like a ranking or a grading after each game or even after a month or even after the season, I want to see tangible relegation. Yeah. Like I want to yeah, yeah. go back to the AHL and then what's wrong. Go back so there and fucking sharpen like, your skills. You're totally right, Rick. Like there needs to be a level of accountability and I don't, and I'm not for having them in front of microphones every night. I don't, I think that's going too far, yeah. but I want to see the NHL go. You know what? We don't like this. It's human error. We get it, but this is what we're going to do. He's going to get, you know, three less games next month or something like that. Like this whole playoffs fucking next round, third round, fourth type of thing. Sure, but why are we waiting that long? But you know what? The truth is, is that you look at other pro leagues like the NFL and the NBA, they have media scrums after the games with referees. So I was just going like, to bring that up. Sorry. The NBA has to, though. <laughs> were they match um, fixing there a couple years ago? Well, like, yeah, that's a whole damn thing. We but. got this comment on TikTok from uh, someone named Emily, and she said, listening to 630 Chad, they brought up a good point. They should have the refs come out after a game and talk to the press about the goal and why it was goal or no goal. Just would be nice to see from a different perspective. Seems like a good idea. Well, there is the there is the the tweet from the NHL that said yeah. what it was. I, I think I think there's a like a supervisor. Yeah. And there's yeah. no reason why the supervisor can't yeah. say, yeah, can't take a couple questions. Yeah, at the very least put him out in front that's, of it, right? That's what I was going to say. Is he I think can deflect or whatever. Like, yeah, I most think, of the time I would say sorry, Dan. Yeah, sorry. Most of the time we don't care what they think, but yeah. on a night like last night, 
somebody's got to get home. Yeah. Well, I think I would be, I think it would be naive of us to believe that the referees can articulate it into a point where the public can understand it. But I do think that there is, that there is a a spot there. There's a position now where you could have a PR person. We aren't just regular hockey fans though. We are relatively but the higher I, you know what IQ, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Give me all the fucking <laughs> I, I so. I fancy know. words. No problem. I'll social, understand. Yeah. Social media has shown us, I think, that, you know, everybody, yes, that the people maybe in this room that you trust, yes, but there's a lot of mouth breathers out there that are just going to take what a referee says and warp it into what they didn't say and what they're, you know, like yeah, they can warp in what they're not saying but, too, though. But I just think that, I think that it would eliminate a lot of what we as fans need to do is eliminate a lot of the criticism of the referees and the league needs to be able to one needs to be the ones that step in and say, this is how we're going to do it. And the, but the problem is, is that again, there's a no accountability. It's from the yep. top down. And how many exactly times it. have we listened to Gary Bettman come on and be like, yeah, we got no problems with the referees well, and when there's dude, very man. apparent issues. Just but admit it once in a while, like, Gary. Like, just, just admit it. Like, you know what? You're not, Shit, we're not guys, perfect. We got we to work on some shit. Well, I was back in the, I get it. I believe, I agree with that then. But that's, and then that's where, that's where to me, like, I hate sitting in an arena where the entire crowd is just chanting ref, you suck yeah. all the time. Cause it's Sometimes just, they deserve it. I it's love a good bullshit but they, but they do yeah. deserve it. And that's the, and that's what we're saying is that yeah. that's the one way that fans can have their, their two well, cents I, heard by a ref. Sorry, Dan. I, yeah. I just remember back to that, you know, nail Yakupov years ago, we did the knee slide. And just prior to that, they, they disallowed the goal and they were just oh. like throwing beers at the ref. That game stuff. was nuts. Dude, like, well, you were like, and I don't know how young you were at this time because <laughs> this is a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But there's the Mick Magoo, the uh, oh, Horkoff had the choked up on his I've stick. And Mick Magoo was so adamant. You yeah. used your hand. You used your hand. His hand was, both hands were on the stick. It was nowhere near that. Yeah, no, yeah. Mick Magoo, we've had an issue with that guy for a long, long, long time. Well, you know who we don't have an issue with, Dan? Our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. <laughs> Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, anything you need, they've got a product to make sure you are covered in your life. Just head on over to cornerstoneins.ca. Get yourself a quote right on the website. Everything you need to do is right there. Citizens of the Nation, there is a button. You can click on it and you'll get a discount just for listening to this podcast. How easy is that? If Tyler was here... He would tell you it's very easy because they insured the nation truck cornerstone ins.ca Dan. Yeah, I was just I, like to me, like to round that point off. It's just, it's, it, it, it can't be easy being a referee at no, this point, not. right? Like it can't be easy trying to, you know, like they came together. They did the right thing, quote unquote. They worked together to try and come to this solution. And we're still talking about it today. And I think that that's the key is, and what I was going to say to Zach is like, you know, that mentality of, yeah, we should just move on from it. And that's what Bettman wants us to do. It shouldn't be the case mm-hmm. because you're not going to get any change if that's the way we continue to go. It's been up and but, down like a toilet seat, really. Yeah, I was trying to say it's up and down like a toilet that's seat. That's what I was couldn't hear that one. I was. All right, let's move on to some more positive news because the refs are always going to be annoying and they probably always will be. But what is not annoying is watching Connor McDavid on his Rocket Richard bid. Eight goals, eight games, already got two hat tricks on the season. Rick, is this the year that he finishes atop the goal scorers race? I think so, man. Like, I know we've wanted it for a while and I think, like, uh, I, I, it has to be in his head. Literally, so? regardless he, of what, no, he has to sit there and, okay. and want to take it. I was going to say yeah. too, like I yeah. agree. He, like, if he wants to, Connor would never admit probably that he really wants the well, Rocker I think Richard. there would be cer- certain people around that he'll Yeah, like I bet he too. would tell Leon. I bet he would tell some of his close friends or whatever, but Lenny. you know he wants it. Yeah. Oh, Lenny knows all the secrets. Oh, yeah. 
he wants it, and I don't care what anybody says. But he's he's playing like he wants it. it. He's going to take it. I mean, I noticed last night Leon isn't shooting. Yeah. He's not shooting. I notice a lot of guys aren't shooting enough, though. But that's just me. Start of the year. I want them to be more selfish always. Well, Leon's shooting, but he's missed the net on a couple. Yeah, well, the interesting that, yeah. thing, Zach, is like, right? From his office, too, like yeah. where he's automatic. Like last night, he had one where there was a sliver there for him to hit, I, I and he fired up. it up probably five, six feet over the net. That doesn't happen. Hit the damn organist. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Absolutely. Slap shot style. Yeah. But that'll come. Cause like he got the game winner at the end from the same spot. But we love how Connor does this like quietly, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll sit there and how many times have you looked at the game, watched the whole game? You're like, all right, that was a good game. Love that. You go back and you look at these stats and you're like five points. For so real? quietly. Yeah. Like last like night, how? we've just come to expect Connor to get four points every night. And it just, again, I'm going to take a second right here. Enjoy what you're watching because this guy is an absolute freak out there we're watching something very special we're especially watching with something both those incredibly guys together. special yeah. and I, um coombs you brought this up on the day after it's kind of odd because just recently we had a, like a little bit of a quiet period from Connor mcdavid where two nights he went pointless and they only had one point <laughs> the other night and now all of a sudden oh five point night it's on pace for 150 points and 82 goals this season yeah which, is, he does which, is, which is funny though because you're like okay he's not getting 82 but 150 well it's it's so interesting no why not so if you look at the the analytics of his shots his shots per game are down from his career average his shots per hour are down but he's shooting 27 percent per, yeah, yeah. yeah his goals per right? shot like through the roof yeah then. his goals per 60 well, are through the roof so it's like okay so is he either on a heater right now or is he gonna have one of these years where he shoots 20 22 percent like leon dry is like a career 20 percent guy and to be a like there's no career 20% shooters, <laughs> no. right? I remember the first time Leon shot around 20% everybody's like, oh, that's never going to happen again. And then he just keeps doing it over and over yeah. and over. I just think that Connor with purpose is better at everything. And he so is. if he goes into this Not and, close, and, oh, and Leon purpose, he's better. I saw it in, I saw it in a little, a little, I think it was a pregame video or something at the Oilers game, the Penguins game maybe. And Leon was saying that they've been talking this off season about shooting mcdavid just shooting more and like you saw it last night with that goal in the third period like that was unreal that Five, release, the third goal yeah the, the hat trick goal or no 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 the second no. one the second second first oh, the yeah second he snipes one? over yeah. the shoulder seven or eight the that, second that one is the one that hits daylock in the head yeah right. yes yeah sorry yes not that one the one where he snipes it top shelf that was a bullet tucks it underneath the underneath the post yeah good luck being an nhl goaltender and trying Can't to stop, stop that doesn't matter who so he's shooting i think i would say 25 percent is the low for him this year yeah, I think it's, I think it's entirely possible. It, it happens. Guys have seasons that are outliers, and I think this is the year McDavid has his outlier. He just picks them so well. He's like, I it's can like, score from here. Okay, I'll shoot. If he decides that he wants to score fifty goals, he will score fifty goals. It He'll is as simple as barring that. any injury. Knock on wood, right? Like, yeah. Well, don't, don't, why I mean, would you? Don't put I, that I'm evil on us, Ricky I try Bobby. To be realistic. Oh, all right? Yeah. Okay. Were you not watching the game against? Was it Pittsburgh? Yeah. Were you watching that first period when he went sliding into yes. the post? Worse. Yes. I still have only taken three breaths since. So. You're as cold as ice. We don't even mention those things. Tyler's not here. I'm touching all Big the buttons. Big giving us a Big throwback to Power 92. Huge producer guy well, over since here. Since you brought board. up Drysad also, I remember last year he was like, people were wondering, oh, can you get 50 and 50? 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss I was pacing for it for a little while yeah. <laughs> but like with Connor he just he's on another planet but, he oh, always is, but he's just he's just he's choosing to shoot now mm-hmm. when he gets to these spots he's choosing to shoot like the, the third goal last year easily could have seen him deke the one player and then fake a shot and go short side to to Kaner or throw it to the left to his little buddy over there and let Leon pop one for his birthday goal. Like that's the thing. That's the thing about uh, McDavid is he's just so talented. Mm-hmm. He can he can shoot 25% this year. Like he doesn't have to have a high shot rate. He's getting better every year time. too. It's like I feel like he plays the game to the point where he's like, okay, how do I make the game easier for myself and my teammates? Yeah. It's wild. He always, and I've said this joke a bunch of times before, but he looks like when you're a little kid and your older brother comes out to practice with you and he's just way better than everybody because he's five years older. That's what Connor looks like at the NHL level. It's right through. And then playoff Connor's different sauce, I swear. I want to stick with heaters though because I got to. My boy Ryan Nugent Hopkins, another three-point night last night for the kid. He has got five goals, six assists in his last uh, six games, 11 points on the year. Zach, what do you make about Nugent's hot start to the season? On pace for 120 points. Let's go, baby. He's having a year. Like it's that's crazy. Like we talked about this a little bit on the beatcast last night. Um, it's incredible to see the way he's evolved his game over time. And I think he's better suited as a winger than he is a centerman. Like wingers have less responsibility, and it just seems like it allows Nuge to be a little less stressed out on the ice. He has a little less to worry about. It allows well, him to be a little more offensive and use those offensive skills. Too often he's. He, tries to be the responsible overly defensive one and now that he's out there on the wing and doing this and with quality fucking line mates mm-hmm. he doesn't he can go back to, to and you have to find that offense again right so yeah. if he's starting to find that offense again what were we talking about a little while ago 70 points yeah i said before the start of the season i said like if he ends up somewhere around 25 goals and 70 points I'd be super pumped on that Easy. and i still would dude i think you can get close to a point per game this year if I he keeps playing so like this i'd mm-hmm. love it I'd love it. We need a little bit of luck. How many people are out there? See, now we got to move that Nuge, con- no, that Nuge contract is getting in the way because there's two, the first two games of the year, we're not looking so hot. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. I just, 
I, I would say I'm a little bit disappointed in him and Hyman because I think that they could do even better with more time with McDavid. <laughs> I, honestly, I do. Like, like Hyman yesterday had two golden chances where he just whiffed on the puck and him well, and that's Nuge. That's what makes them a Hyman and yep. not a McDavid. But him and Nuge together, I think the two of them, we're going to see what we saw against Chicago more where McDavid is just going to fly the zone and find them in an open spot. And those are two of the smartest guys on the team. And so for me, that's a perfect spot for a Nuge. I don't think Nuge has necessarily the finish to drive his own his own spot, but where where McDavid is finding Nuge and Hopkins and where Nuge and Hopkins knows to go, he's going to be able to The thing to do about it. Ryan Nuge and Hopkins playing with Connor McDavid is that he's probably uh, and Leon too, one of the guys on the team that can think like Connor does on the ice, even though he doesn't process as quickly as Connor does. He knows where Connor needs him to be. And another thing that I like about Nuge is that sneaky little wrister is starting yeah. to come back out He's again. He's got that shot, year. man. He does. I think the thing, like that top line is going to be a problem. Both lines are. Real well, both problem. lines are. The but top I, nine's a problem. Well, yeah. I mean, and Ryan McLeod on the third line, that we could but talk for hours once they get right? Once once they really start to, to pull every joins those two and they start to really get a feel for each yeah. other where they are in the offense because oh, they're yeah. still a little broken up right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, once those three guys figure each other out, yeah, this top nine is going to be, it's going to be scary. Like I look at the top line and I say, okay, McDavid is McDavid, obviously. Zach Hyman creates space by being physical and going to the dirty areas and drawing guys in. He's a vacuum. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he's just so goddamn smart. He just finds these sneaky little ways to find himself in the right position. Like how many backdoor goals has he scored this year already? Two, three? Because he like, had the, but he's, that's just it. He's exactly, a secondary yeah, player on exactly. almost, when he's a secondary player on every line he's at, that's terrifying for the other hundred percent. And that's why I think that line is just so damn effective, right? Like, and he can pass the puck as well as he shoots it too. Absolutely. So once everyone's like, oh, he's going to shoot it and they start over committing the shot, he's going to fire it back door again to someone else. And Leon's going to pop these things in. Absolutely. Well, there was a, there was that four on three power play goal that the Oilers scored last night where it was McDry Nuge, the three of them just kind of whipping it around the Chicago. Did you see end. who is it? Who is the net for the net front on each of those? The old man Bush and and Barry both times it was. But that was just the, that was just the way the play. That, that's what happened though, oh, right? Shit. That's the way they said they set it up, and that guy comes in and he's in front of the net all of a sudden. But what a gift that we've got those three guys like on the power play where they just pump it around the zone to each other. They all know where each other's going to be. All can pass beautifully. <laughs> well, I can't remember which one it was. There was that one power play where the Oilers held the, the zone for like the full two minutes. Yeah. And like, it yeah. was just watching them rifle the puck around. Like what a disaster for another team to have to deal terrifying with. What a problem, there. right? Like it's in, it's insane. And Hey, Oilers are third in goal scored this year in the league so far. The offense is there. Yeah, flip it's two. always there. Once they figure out that de- defensive side of things, yep. it's going to be scary. I want to flip to a couple of guys that I, I would love to see get a goal just because it's not that I don't think that they're playing well. I just, I'd love to see them get one to get a little bit of confidence going. And that would be Kyler Yamamoto and Warren Fogle. I think those guys have got all kinds of hustle. They've gotten chances. They've gotten shots, just can't get one to sink yet. And I think once they do, it's going to do a world of good. What do you think about those two guys was? Um, Yamamoto, I think has been working pretty hard, but I don't know if he's been, I don't know. It's weird with the puck. It feels like he just misses a net. Like he gets streaky. chances, but yeah, he's exactly. streaky. streaky. It's like, that's what secondary players are. You though. know, I, I think Tyler brought this up in the last episode of Oilers Nation Radio. It's like where people criticize Yasa Poliarvi, but they kind of don't criticize Yamamoto as much, but like he has been playing well. So it'd be good to see a, get him a goal under his belt. And I love to see yeah, Warren Fogel get a goal. Definitely. Both of those guys. I just think that they've yeah. had their chances. 
Fogel's playing much better than he did any, pretty much any time last year. Amen. And I just, again, he's a guy, once he gets his first one, I think he'll feel a whole lot better about himself. He's really settled in, right? Yes. Like he's a guy, he's a, he's a guy who scored 20 goals in Carolina. Yeah. yeah like no, he's, 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 he's produced in the past, right? Now that he doesn't have uh, Uremchuk to, uh, you know, bring all this negativity over yeah. him. I, I like Fogel. I think that the players around him like him as well. He's good yep. in the locker room. Yep. So he's one of the boys. If you took, if you took room, every way, player that ever played in the NHL and boiled them down to like one guy, it's Warren Fogel. Like he's just like the perfectly like average hockey player. He's a great like dude because he, he drives because he drives a pickup truck. Yeah, exactly. Like that was uh, that was Pierre. I was Pierre, I think, on TSN who was talking about him years and years and years <laughs> ago. That's why Carolina was so good. That a bunch of guys drove pickup trucks. Maybe, maybe you know. credit to Ken Holland for getting more Fogel in that deal. Yeah, I mean, I well, liked it. I mean, I mean, you look at Ethan Bear got traded again today with another player for a fifth round pick. So if you think about just. A year ago, the Oilers getting Warren Fogle straight up across. All of a sudden, that trade looks better from our end, doesn't it? it does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like I feel bad for Ethan Bear because I do think he's a really good player. He's cheerful. just had some Always. some tough luck. Yeah. Like he, like the first half of last year with Carolina, he was playing on the top pair with Jacob Slavin. It has to be more right? than bad luck, though. Well, I think so too, right? You know, he got COVID, then he got a concussion, and then he couldn't even make it into the lineup over hmm. fucking Brendan Smith in the playoffs, for God's sake, right? Like, I think, I think for him, I think this is the perfect opportunity for him in Vancouver. Hopefully, he's going to go yeah. there. He's going to play top Hopefully. six or top four minutes for sure. Hopefully, because unfortunately for a guy like that, if you're having pro- problems cracking a, an NHL roster at his exact age, the door is closing really, really fast at this point. One percent. I, I will always cheer for Ethan Bear. I hope he puts pulls it all together in Vancouver. I'd love nothing more than to see the Canucks outscore the opposition two to one when he's on the ice. But when he's not off the ice, they just get lit up. Yeah, that's you know, fair. I think that's fair. Dan, thoughts? Yeah, it's. Um, I hate that this is going to probably fire up the Fogel versus Bear debate for a while longer. I guess it's what? because Fogel yeah. is uh, always going to be Fogel is there, but. You know, I I just made a meme about it earlier this week about going from we go from the Puliarvi Yamamoto debate to the Fogel Bear debate, and it just feels like we go back and forth. Um, I'm just yeah, like you said, bag milk. Just cheering for Ethan Bear uh, when he's not playing yep. the Edmonton Oilers, and for the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, yeah, like this should be the perfect opportunity for them with the injuries to the blue line. Plus, they just don't have a lot of depth on that blue line as it is. They got their first win last night, and now they got Ethan Bear on the team. Gentlemen, let's uh, get to a couple of Ask the Idiots questions. Of course, you guys have submitted to these to me throughout the week. The boys have not seen any of these, so I'll get their first reactions. I need you to go to twigandberries.ca, though. Use the promo code NATION15. Get a discount on your order. ODR season is coming. It's beautiful today. Gorgeous. Yeah, fantastic. But soon enough, you will be on that ODR, and you need an ODR hoodie to complete the experience. Go check them out. Twigandberries.ca promo code nation 15. If you're out in St. Albert, just stop in store, stop in store. Try that stuff on Zach. I'm going to start with you just cause I'm gonna make my life easier. Mm-hmm. Last night in Buffalo, Jeff Skinner scored a goal and had Whitney Houston's. I want to dance with somebody pump out as his individual goal song. I'd love for the oily boys to pick their own, but until then I need the guys on the podcast to come up with their own goal or walkout music. What do you got? Africa by Toto. I knew you were going to say Africa by Toto. That's the easiest answer. It's the best song to ever exist, guys. It's very, very on brand for you, and I very much appreciate it. Waz, what do you got for a goal song for yourself? Hmm, a goal song. This is tough to say. 
because I'm a big Eminem guy, so I don't want to go to Eminem just straight away. Cleaning out my closet? Even though, I mean, that'd be something, I'll be honest. Uh, what? Kim, that one where he's just like savage against Yeah, I mean, there's also fact, but you know. Uh, I'll, I'll go Cinderella Mad by Eminem, actually. I always like that. I, I used that in NHL 10 for whatever reason, and it just rocked. For It was fantastic. Good track, Rick. Yeah. I, we did this before and I said uh, it would just because you know just the way the Rick name and the Rick Flair and the Rick Flair drip I think that we'd have to go with that for a bit hell like yeah that, that yeah. one rules yeah. well I, I've thought about this a lot so I already have it queued up <laughs> this piano hits when I score oh oh that's a wrestling thing yeah yeah rude oh Somebody uses that, don't don't they? No idea. Does I can't stop it. Somebody? I'm sorry. There we go. Doesn't the team it. use that or something? I don't think so. Oh. Nobody, nobody's ever touched it. I don't think he and he kind of disappeared from the WWE too. So another good one. If you're going to take WWE, could you imagine you score and you get the Austin glass break? Yeah. WWE. What about you? Uh, I've got it on the button board here. I've said it before. Mims, this is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you not. The stone cold goals. glass should be how uh, the team enters, though. That'd be good. Like, Zach, oh, you yeah. made that meme in the playoffs of Mike Smith With coming Mike back. Smith, it's still my favorite thing I've ever done on Twitter. When he comes back? Oh, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> J.R. Ross in the background. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Reversing the order now. Ask the idiots for our friends at Twig and Berries. Nation Dan, I'm starting with you. Who are you more comfortable with on tomorrow night's Battle of Alberta? Super Stu. Uh, it's not really a comfort comfort thing. It's just that I'd like to see Calgary get a change up and go with some stew instead of the soup. Rick. Uh, I really think it's about how the five guys in front of them play as opposed to the goaltenders. I think the goaltenders have both been, um, pretty solid. Uh, but I've been on the, I've been pushing the dudes train for a while now. So I'm going with, uh, with the local kid. You're ordering some stew off the menu. A little bit of yeah. stew for Rick. Waz, what do you got? I'll go stew as well, just because, um, I mean, Calgary changed it, up, changed it up. They went to Vladar last time, and it'd be interesting to see if they go again with Vladar and have a battle. Oh, oh, oh. oh it's so close. Damn it. <laughs> the DVD Sorry, was Waz. So I saw it. That, <laughs> is, <laughs> that, is some, that is some good audio listening well, for our we listeners. We need a gigantic mirror right here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more worthy than my answer, so, you know, I'll offer it. Fair that. But yeah, I'll go Stu. Uh, also, I want to see the battle of the backups because we usually never see that. Like two backups going at it. So Zach, Super Stu. I, like, I hate to be the guy that's going to go with Skinner as well, but I think right now you have to. And I think the way you have to do this goalie rotation is you just go back and forth between them. One but game do for you each change, like, But you, do you go one for one or do you go WWW once you get an L, then you swap? I think you go one for one for a bit. Yeah. Like I, 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 I do. I think Skinner's playing really good. I think Campbell struggled to find some consistency. Like he's had, Campbell's had three games over 914 and three games under 900, like for save percentage. So like I'm, I think Campbell's going to be fine this year, but I think right now you just go one for one all the way. And the Cam, for a while at least. Cam brought us up on the day after, plus like Stewart Skinner just playing better right now. You go with yeah. the hot hand, honestly, in a game like this. I'll, I'll, just, I'll change it up. I'm going to go I'm gonna go to Jack Hamill because I love me a revenge tour. That's true. That was a good one. He got the early hook yeah. in the game on October 15th. But it's all about the a guys big, playing in front of him. I was just going to say, a big part of the reason he got hooked was the guys in front of him. I'm going with a super revenge tour tomorrow in the Battle of Alberta. Waz, I'm going to start with you. Question number three. Ask the idiots for our friends at Twig and Berries. Let's do it. What Oilers prospect from the past did you wish had gotten more runway? My answer, the, oh. the, mm. the question submitter's answer is Timu Hardikainen. 
Interesting. It's a name I haven't heard in a while. An Oilers prospect. Can I go with a recent one? Sure. Because he's performing very well in Russia right now. Sure. I'm going to go with Ilya Konovalov. That's a good pick. I don't like the current goalie tandem we right now have in the ECHL, AHL level, and I feel like Konovalov really just needed a little bit more time. I feel like we gave, it, gave up on him. I don't know if that's the full story, though, is it? No, I think I. No, he kind of chose to go, to, go to play. Home. Yeah, he wanted to get some more oh, ice okay. time over there. Um, we're going with Ollie and Pickard right now, right? Yeah, because Fanti went down and then to the ECHL. In the ECHL. Yeah. How about Matej Blumel guy in Dallas? Well, he was a guy that just didn't get signed. Yeah, and, and, and the rumor was they just forgot they had to. But and then the Dallas Stars just uh, just dressed him for his first NHL game. The old fax yeah, machine funny. wasn't working down at uh, the Oilers' office. Uh, the dial-up sometimes. His mom's on the phone. You can't get on the internet. Yeah, I don't see how he fits in our roster right now. Anyway, so Rick, who's a prospect you thought needed more runway? Well, I don't know if he's a prospect. We're going back a while. I don't even think you were alive yet. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> but we gave up on him too quick, and he and he and he took off. But it's um, <laughs> it's Ray Whitney. No, oh, I know the name. Man, that is just like that's the a deep cut right there. That was the okay. worst goof up like of all time. Like they didn't let. He was too small. Blah blah blah. I can't exactly remember what, what all the negatives for him were, but uh, they they shipped him out, and uh, yeah, he was that guy was gold. Dan, you got somebody? Uh, well, we signed him as a free agent here at the Nation Network, but my prospect always was Rob Shrimp. Yeah. I always want to give Rob Shrimp more runway. That's why he's now at the Nation Network is because Dan follows him everywhere and mm-hmm. gets him in. But uh, yeah, it's uh, Rob Shrimp for sure. And then another guy I liked was Tony Rajala. He was drafted yeah. by the Brandon or picked from the Brandon Wheat Kings. And then he got a mutual termination of contract with the Oilers and went to Europe. And he's like a, he was a point per game guy in the NHL and he's a point per game guy in every league he's played in since then. So. Yeah, but that doesn't mean a lot. No, of course. Yep. There's been a lot of uh, point uh, per game. And, and when you, ask for, a, when yeah, you yeah. ask for a mutual release from your team, you obviously don't have it. You know, you don't want to be a part of it as well. So and because he didn't like find a different team in the league yep. just to, to run with. Yep. Zach, you got a prospect that sticks out to you? Yeah, and I don't know like how much he would be considered a prospect per se because like he got some good time in the NHL. But the guy I really liked was Anton Slepyshev. Oh yeah, he That's was great. Like, I really liked him in that playoff run in 16, 17. 17. Yeah. I thought he was a really good depth player. He had a great shot. He was a physical player. And I don't know why the relationship ever ended, but I know there was some rumors about the others maybe trying to bring him back, but yep. he was a guy yep. that I really liked. And I think he would have fit in well on this roster over the last you know four, five, six years. That's fair. I like him. He's a good dude. I don't know if more runway is the right word or description of this guy I'm thinking of, but man, I had high hopes for Mark Antoine Pouliot, you know, <laughs> I just, I just, are we I just talking high hopes for guys? Cause yeah, I could give you a whole <laughs> yellow pages. Well, I'm just trying to think of a guy who I just think that didn't get the chance he needed. And I don't know that. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> oh I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he fits in there, but <laughs> I don't know. I just, this is a hard one for me. Every there's time just been so many <laughs> prospects that have come and gone over the years, especially in the decade of darkness that yeah. I just, I'm gapping. Every time I hear you yell about the thing on the screen, <laughs> I assume there's a big bug in the room <laughs> and it's big milk freaking out about uh, the bug. Uh, good times. Tyler Buns. Yeah. Sells cars. Now. Well, Bunsy, there, yeah. was, there was a bunch of goalies at that time. Jeff yeah. Drouin, Laurier, yep. Olivia all, a bunch of guys that we ruined by not having a farm team for two years. But to be fair, those none of those guys found like work in the NHL because we ruined outside the, the ro- outside the roster. Bunsy, they yeah no, there's there <laughs> we were guys, a, there, were, there, were, there were like there were guys in the upper office who didn't really like Bunsy, so there was a 
they kind of held him back a bit. He wasn't even allowed to go to the um, the end of Rexall. He wasn't invited really? to that. Yeah. A little breaking news here on Oilers Nation Radio. So yeah, not always not. once an Oiler, always an Oiler. He was, yeah, they did They did not invite him to that. Once an Oiler, mostly always <laughs> Oilers. Last question for uh, the idiots for our friends at twigandberries.ca. Dan? Yes. Which non-star Oiler has been the most impressive so far? Brad Malone. <laughs> I do like the way he sits in the press box. He's been pretty impressive. Uh, non-star. I think it's Marcus Niemelainen. Uh, Marcus Niemelainen came up from his call up and not, I have not heard one lick of a complaint about him. If anything, I've been happier with his ability to just take the body, but never be out of position. The best thing about him was the fact that we went to 12 and six last night and played him as a six. Um, I think anytime we play a little lower category team, we need to go 12 and six yep. and allow him to get those actual minutes in when we're playing the top guys, let's go 11 and seven and be able to shelter him a little bit. I like that. Uh, Rick, who impressed you the most? That is not a star player. Well, he's not a star, but he's a star. He's a star coming, man. It's Ryan. It's Ryan McLeod. Like that dude does everything out there. I know he was doing it last year, but he's, He's solid five on five. He sees, he skates like Connor almost, right? That he flies out there. He's on the second power play. He's out there killing penalties as a second year player or, you know, 1.25 years in. How can you ask for anything more than a... And the emergence of McLeod has allowed for Ryan Eugene Hopkins to slide into his spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. So, I mean, the people that this week alone were trying to get rid of Ryan McLeod was outstanding. I am. I it's, I don't listen. It's beyond me was too small is what I think was the general feeling, the general consensus, but Rick, great pick by you. Thank you. Was, yeah, I'm going to go the same with Rick. I mean, he's not paid like a star, but he's playing like one. And I, I often call him McDavid light with the way he skates and just moves. Yeah. Like it's got to be McLeod right now. Zach. Uh, McLeod would be my first choice, but I'm going to go just a little off with Stuart Skinner. I yeah, that's a good I mean, show. Skinner's looking really good right now, and it looks like the Oilers actually have a legit one A one B tandem. I mean, Miko Koskinen—it's a great thing. Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith were allegedly a one A and one B, but they really felt more like a one B and a one C in a sense, sure. right? Like neither of them really had the upside to consistently. consistently. When they were when they were on their game, they were yeah. playing like a one A, but consistently they were a one B one C. But that's the problem right. was was that you know they'd have ten games of being a one A, but then they'd have 10 games of being a one C and for Skinner right now, again, super small sample size, but he looked really good last year. He's looking really good to start this season. He's looked good. Every like step of his career, he's earned every next step. He hasn't had the like forced into a spot because somebody left. He's earned every step. He could have been doing what he's doing right now. This time last year, mustache game elite. Oh, incredible. And I think that's, what's really important about Skinner too, is the fact that he's earned this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's an Edmonton boy. But he hasn't been gifted anything. He and worked when, his ass off. As soon as someone is. says, "Oh, now you got a five million dollar," your goaltending combo—if they cost you less than six million dollars—and they're going to get you north of nine, ten, nine, fifteen. You're laughing. Well, I don't care. I don't even, care who like, plays what. Skinner's an RFA at the end of the year, right? That's fair. So he's not going to get that much. He ain't going anywhere. Two and a quarter, two Maybe. and a half, and or probably, two years? probably two or three years of that. Let's say he takes a hometown discount. If yeah, wants to there's it, no real he does, no yeah. need for it. Even if he doesn't, they come in under 8 million bucks for their tandem. You're right. in a great spot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And at the same time, I think Zach, you mentioned this during free agency. What's the average salary of a starting goaltender in the NHL? 5 million bucks. Exactly. Uh, that's, the average? that's the average across the entire NHL is $5 million. 
according to, uh, I think it was Thomas Durant from The Athletic. Who Does anybody it? else feel like uh, goaltending, the whole goaltending team in the NHL now is a lot less than what it used to be? Oh, 100%. Yeah, like the, we, they were talking on TSN yesterday who would be Canada's goaltender. Ned Bennington yeah. is their guy. And that scared the I shit mean, he's out of me. Well right now. He's, that scared he's, the shit. No, but we grew up in a time when Patrick Waugh, every fucking team in the, well, in the league had a fucking yeah. top end goal. And you had for me, it was from like, Wada, Broder to Hassock. I mean, Belfort, Turco. You can go on for days and days and days. And now I feel like the goaltending community is just so underwhelming right well, now. Well, you look at the 2010 team, it was like Flurry, Price, and Broder. Well, yeah. I think that. Don't forget, don't forget, our boy got a fucking medal. Oh, Mike Smith as well in 2014. Yeah, there he was. He was pretty good. So, yeah, I think I think that that goes into a bigger conversation about the cost of equipment and the yes, cost of true, accessibility true. for totally. players when they're younger. And I think that this country is on a whole has a problem with that. But let's and not look at the top end equipment. It happened. It just happened. I watched it. It hit the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it. Was you need to clip that later. I'll it happened. My best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, for audio listeners, it was, Dan, it was when Dan was talking about the equipment. I feel like the audio listeners Sorry, are very confused. Well, well, everybody who posts pictures and like, oh, look at the prices and stuff. You're looking at the top of the line stuff. Of course you are. And I and I think it was Anthony Stewart. It's still way too uh, much. Who to came out right. the other day and said, hey, listen, like, and he shot it down right away. He's like, these are the skates I played with. Here's my stick, blah, blah, blah. I get it. The top end stuff's always expensive. Hockey's and yes, expensive. and yes, hockey is far too expensive to play, period. Well, it's been expensive. But you don't have to buy the $400 sticks. But if to be at that at, level. You've got you a family, right? No, you don't. You don't have to buy the four hundred dollars sticks to be at the top level to be able to compete with everybody I, else. Well, yeah. no. maybe nowadays. I, I mean, old wood like, Sherwood. I just think there, that there's so many players who use that top end equipment who don't utilize it. Like well, it's like me and my stupid iPhone. Like I use it for whatever thirteen percent of what it can do, probably. Yeah, but I need to get the best one all the time. I just think that hockey is so expensive in general. That in general, we're probably yes. losing our best athletes, like. Waz does the 90th minute with his boys yeah. and Sunday league pundits. And I think of soccer. If you're talking about a barrier to entry for a sport, all you need is a ball. Well, yeah. And we're not- so that's why I think like in Canada, especially you're going to have more people turning to soccer because it's just way easier and more affordable. And I'm and we're and like not the game easier, the just debate, easier to play. The debate of the cost has been about skaters. We're not even talking about goalies. Oh, equipment is right. And equipment is ridiculous. It is. There's no, there's no denying that. So uh, where I have issues, Rick is that, in the past and we, and like I said, I can go into this in another episode somewhere else. Um, but like hockey Canada, a couple years ago decided that it was because we were bringing in European goaltenders into the CHL. So they banned European goaltenders from the CHL as a response. Like it is, it, they it, that just is, don't have answers. That is part of it though. Like I'm not saying that's the biggest thing, but I mean, you've all sorts of, um, local domestic leagues that only allow certain amount of imports all over the world, whether it be, you know, there's only each team in Europe is only allowed to have so many Canadian people because they want want to encourage that out of their own people. Yes. But I don't think that that's the, like, like to me, like on a hockey basis, we have to go deeper than the surface, which that's what, to me, that's skimming the surface of the problem. You, those goalies that are great in Europe that are coming to the CHL already exist because this, the European countries have created them. We've seen it with Finland and we've seen it with Sweden. Huge influxes of those goalies and those, and Russians now too. Vashilevsky. Russians are, are- I wonder though if there's part of it one. where it's like the best players on earth yeah. skaters. So you, when you're a kid, you're like, I want to be Connor McDavid. Yeah. Whereas when I was a kid, maybe there was a lot more. I want to be Patrick Walker. Be a lot of Hall of Fame goaltenders playing that. And there's definitely an element, I think of cyclic, the cyclic 
coolness of sports. Yeah. Well, yeah, good one. Good one for me to try and say. Uh, but I think what? that you will, I think you're right, Bag Milk. You will start to see that that trend go back this way. But I just think that in this moment, we have to address it deeper than that. Yeah, I mean, but anyways, we're not always been, it's been it's stupidly expensive. Hey, it's it's insane. There's got to be some. There's got to be something that can be done. Yeah, but on, but this is like this is the world now. We all buy the fucking nicest shit yep. out there. So it's a yeah. So charging it is. We fixed refereeing and goal or the cost of hockey on and this podcast. Video games are expensive too now. Okay. Yeah, they are expensive. Yeah, because we got to pay your guys' damn contracts out there. All these fucking video game kids getting paid twenty million dollars <laughs> no, in front of a TV. Bucks for Call Jesus. Okay, well, we missed out because of Vimy Ridge Academy here in Edmonton just announced yeah, their own yeah, esports exactly. program. I I could have made that esports program when I was a kid, dude. If you said when I was going to school that hey, listen, you can go you can go to a school where you're going to learn how to play Madden fourteen better. <laughs> I wish, buddy. I'd be oh my god. I'd imagine be, the classrooms where your building would be mine. It'd just be a big house. Oh, I ruled at NHL 94. Like Dude, I was crushed the Madden franchise. Oh, I was Dan Marino esque. Let's finish off the podcast with some hot and cold performers with our four friends at Canada snowboard experience, a world-class mashup of snowboarding and style right here at Edmonton. Heightened fan experience grants you front row seats to watch the best snowboarders on earth. Go head to head in the largest stadium big air contest Canada has ever seen. It's happening right here on December 10th at Commonwealth stadium. Go get your tickets at Ticketmaster. As we do every week, we start off with our veggies. I've got my buttons ready over here on the board. I'm Matt Tyler. Tyler tried to prevent me from learning how to use this board. I just did on my own. Fuck you, Tyler. What a jerk. Honorary cold performer. Uh, Zach, we're going to start with you. Your Canada snowboard cold performer of the week. My cold performer of the week is me because I have been terrible on Giraffe Kings lately. <laughs> I have had a very bad run for like the last week or two. Don't blame upset. yourself. Blame the guys with the skates on their feet. Right, They're obviously you. the ones That's letting right. you down. Yep. I'm upset. Was your Canada Snowboard cold performer of the week? I'm, I'm going to go down the same path as uh, Zach here. You're going to blame him? No, I started getting God the damn betting. Damn it, was. <laughs> what, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I, got, I started getting into betting and uh, using the Betway app. And uh, I've lost a couple bets here, so I've only won one bet out of like a couple dollars. So it's, it's not looking good for me. Just it tell hurts. my shot props I'm red hot to see. Yeah. was. Are you thrilled? I'm not. Rick, your Canada snowboard cold form of the week. This is something that's bugged me for a while, and now it bugs me even more because a different team got it. There's now a pregame show for the Vancouver Canucks. I believe there's one for the Flames. There's also a weekly show for the Flames on Sportsnet, too, if I'm not mistaken. I believe the Leafs got a pregame show. The rest of the teams, if I'm not mistaken, are on TSN, so Rogers can't fuck with them. But there's nothing we can do to get a pregame show. Well, Oilers Nation. Oilers Nation every day. Fair, but <laughs> I, I listened to that at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Now what am I going to do from 6.30 to 7? It's absolutely it ridiculous. You have one of the biggest <laughs> uh, fan groups in this city, or in the, in the whole league, in this city. And they all they do, they refuse to do anything to give to us. They expect us to show up. They expect us to watch it on Sportsnet, not on any of the streaming sites. But what do they do? What do they give us in return? Absolutely nothing. And even the guys on the, some of the people on the panel are trash. <laughs> boy. Like they need oh to boy. do a little bit more work to give back to us. Boy. So it's all on Sportsnet. Oh. Boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's Nation, a good one. Nation Dan, your Canada snowboard cold performer of the week. Uh, well, Rick took most of my time. So I'm going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Kevin Rooney, the referee. Worse. Worse. Uh, for me, I'm going to go <laughs> with the Oilers here. 
Eight games for the boys. Eight games where they've allowed a penalty or a power play goal against. Oddly, they killed off eight of ten last night and their PK percentage rose. But it still bothers me that the Oilers have ha- allowed a power play goal against in every single game. Oh no, God! No, God, please, no! No! That's exactly no! what it sounds like after they score. No! The other team scores a goal with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish off the podcast on a positive note. Nation Dan, your first Canada snowboard hot performer of the week. Well, I'm going to take two off the board, Bag Milk, and I'm going to give it to both of our goalies for their performances this week. Uh, you know, for Jack Campbell coming in, having had a couple of shaky starts, not necessarily his fault, but uh, ready, righted the ship on that. And Stu, what can you say? Great outing for him. So both of our goalies get my hot performer of the week. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Rick, your Canada Snowboard hot performer of the week. Well, he's a, uh, he's a magnet for some of the negativity out there. Um, and I don't believe any of it's not a lot of it's not true some of it is true and i know he got he has a really big contract right now but he didn't go and sign that himself it's darnell nurse right now there are some people out there who refuse to give him any type of credit for doing anything out there and all they do is watch all the little things and try and make magnify all these little errors so it's time to give back nurse he's the hot performer it's getting hot in here Oh, sorry. I have to give a shout out for my cold performer of the week to the Calgary or the Colorado fans that got upset at the flames for playing all the little, all the small things at their arena. Everybody should go and play that now in your arena. Everybody. Exactly. Good. Great jam too. Great jam was uh, my hot performer of the week. I'm going to go with a little boy by the name of Easton Odding. Who's already won Halloween. I don't know if you saw the little thing I put on our Instagram that he shared with us. Uh, essentially his dad built him a costume because um, he's, I don't know what he's a bit of on a, I don't know what this is called, but essentially is he has some walking disabilities. So they built go. him Thank a, you. they built him something like a Zamboni, a Zamboni to build costume. around everything for his yeah, wheelchair and, and whatnot. Awesome. So now he gets a like, uh, fantastic shout out to his dad. Shout out to him. Cause yeah, it's, Halloween's on Monday and he's already won it. So fantastic costume. Shout out to you. <laughs> How do you know when that one's done? <laughs> <laughs> Zach, your Canada snowboard hot performer of the oh week. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> I love uh, this board. Shit, I hate that I'm going to say this one, um, but we—I recently checked out Oilers Plus, and there's actually some pretty damn cool content on. No, there. Zach. I know. I'm Bad sorry. Zach. I I I hate it because I think it's pathetic that they've paywalled this. Mm-hmm. But you should actually <clears throat> talk to some of the people that, like the lower end people, the the, the foot soldiers, if you will, that uh, have a, an opinion on it. And and I, I've talked to one or two, and uh, they kind of explained to me where they're coming from. And there's I there's some cool stuff. More. Like, I watched the first two episodes. They have, like, the drop, they're calling it, which is, like, the old oil change. Yeah. So, like, the first two episodes were detailing, like, the Oilers season, Jay Woodcroft's hiring, and then the first round against L.A., it's actually really well done. They've actually got all the old like documentaries on there. The boys on the bus, the oil change. There's some Time cool to remember. shit on there. Pardon me? Time to remember? Uh, yes, there is time to remember is on there. So I'm going to be getting a box of Kleenex this weekend and watching that because I'm going to cry. It's about Schmitty. Oh. No, a time to remember is the uh, the last uh, the last down the cup. Is oh, is it? Oh yeah, shit! It's, 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 like, um, it's the boys on the bus, but the next VHS. I, is this oh. an ad for Oilers Plus or is this hot performers? I just I also want Waz's oh <laughs> clipped for a button later. He's a hot guy. Hot, hot, hot. 
Can I go to Nope. Sure. Time's come and gone, was. Shout out to <laughs> Devin Dubnik. He's a hot guy. Who's well, apparently retired now. He's well, a hot guy. Gonna go be a He's not a hot guy. Good for Dubby. Good dude. Yeah. What? Tall as a tree, though. Double D's. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Tyler's going to be so pissed when he listens to the last oh, part of this. He's not, not going to listen to this he's not gonna listen to nah, he's too cool for us this should, should be automatically like take over whatever he's listening to in the in the truck oh. this should just kick in automatically if you have a company 100%. vehicle and there's a podcast going on radio should not even be an option it's, I'm sure, it's I'm automatically sure, i'm sure we could get in touch with our friends out at sherwood ford and hook something so. up Make over there. just no matter what station it's on it's always the latest episode of on radio that's right or you just, it just circles through all the company's podcasts yeah, once you've watched them all, once you've listened to them all then feel free to hit up the radio, yeah. but you need to listen to all of them start to finish. Well, I feel like you know Tyler's soccer knowledge can be bumped up a bit, so maybe you can listen to one of our soccer podcasts. He's got two hundred and fifty some episodes of Oilers Nation Radio to get through. First was oh Jesus, <laughs> my Canada Snowboard Hot Performer of the Week is my boy. How could it not be? Eleven points in his last six games. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, great start to the season. Boy is looking good. My king is back. Yeah. Thank you, Lil John. Uh, any final thoughts, boys? Before we wrap up this podcast. Fuck Calgary. Fuck Calgary forever. Score prediction for tomorrow night, Dan. We're going to be at the Crumble Dome. Well, because our record is what it is, I'm just going to say 5-3 Flames. How dare you? Rick? He's a little backwards. It's going to be 5-3 Edmonton. I like Was. it. We'll go 3 nothing Edmonton. Ooh, spicy. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'll go 5-2. I think it's going to be a big night for the boys. For the oily boys. I think the boys are going to look at the first game on the 15th, get a little pissed off and go into the saddle dome with a chip on their shoulder. I'm going to say a big 4-2 win for the boys. And I also want to say thank you to DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, Twig and Berries, and Canada Snowboard for making this all possible. And most importantly, you for listening. Shh. Please leave a review. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shout out, Ash. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.